a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. This episode is brought to you by Disney+. Plus. For the Bell family, basketball is everything. But can they navigate the game of life together? Based on Kwame Alexander's critically acclaimed best-selling novel and narrated by David Diggs, The Crossover, streaming now on Disney+. Plus. You're a Utah Jazzer in Vivint Arena for the last home game of the year. And after a season full of great memories and moments, the Jazz will surely give one more memorable moment to the fans as the Jazz take on their divisional rival, the Denver Nuggets. Juzang to the rack. Juzang lays it up and in. Seven straight for Johnny Juzang. Team 49 was unfortunately eliminated from playoff contention in Game 80, but the team still has a lot to play for as they end their season. This afternoon, the Jazz take on the Western Conference top seed for the fourth time. And they look to rekindle the magic of an opening night where they upended the Nuggets. Take note, Jazz fans. It's time for tip-off as Ochai Abaji and the Utah Jazz take on the Denver Nuggets next on Jazz Basketball. It's the nonstop NBA, and tip-off is now. Well, we just had a funny thing. We just had a foul on the jump ball on Nikola Jokic, which you just don't see very often. You don't see it very often. I'm going to be watching our starting five here, David. So many young guys, guys getting a chance to start for the first time. Um, and, and they're going up against the best team in the Western best Conference. Best team in the West, that, that's for sure. I mean, a long conversation we're going to have today is, is, is this the favorite? And then an offensive foul on the Jazz on the inbound. So we've opened the night with a foul on the jump ball and a foul before the ball was inbounded. Well, it's a little wacky by the 81st one of the year. David Locke along with Ron Boone. I'm so glad that to be back with you. wacky. I've never seen that before. I remember Rudy Gobert got called on a foul on a jump ball. The first game back after he ripped the officials. Oh, And then in the WNBA, Lauren Jackson actually got ejected on a jump ball once, which was led the local hometown play-by-play now to go nuts. Here's Jamal Murray. Post-All-Star break. He's been a little bit stronger. Going to pass down low to Aaron Gordon. He's out. So this team is loaded. Ron, I'm a believer you should worry about what a team does in the first 20, not the last 20 of the NBA season. 
heading into the playoffs. It's actually a better indicator of how you play. That, that's true, because I think the Denver Nuggets were five games ahead of last year's pace, and, and you mentioned 52 games and, and in first place. That's, they just played to get to first place. Jokic right. on post, kicks out to Murray, right side three is no good. Probably could have had a better record than what they had. Their starting lineup this year when it's on the floor, plus 14 points per 100 possessions, one of the best in the NBA. Here's Chris Dunn, right-hand floater, no good. Nikola Jokic rebounds. Here's Murray to the near court. Cross courts pass to Eric, to Michael Porter Jr. He has been on fire since the All-Star break and recently. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who has not actually been on fire, fires the jumper and misses. Rebound to Chris Dunn. Dunn, Toscana, Anderson, Abaji, and Samanich. Ochai will get most of the work here as the primary offensive player. He'll walk himself into a pull-up three over Porter Jr. Missing. Rebound comes down to Jokic. Jokic to the front court ten times a game. Games never see anything like it. Turnover. Picked up by Dunn. Lobs to Samanich. Slammed up. Some things are universal in the NBA. When you're running a two-on-one fast break and the guy running the wing points up, you throw it up. It doesn't matter how many games you've played together. Getting to think it doesn't matter how tall you are either. I mean, these guys jump so well. Jamal Murray guarded by Dunn. Right wing. Jokic turns to the baseline like Brian Bailey said. The double team comes. It's Dunn on the steal. Push ahead to Abaji attacking the rack. Finishes with the right hand. Jazz four. Denver nothing. Like to see a lot more of that. And I'm starting to see, well, I'm, I'm starting to see more of it. When a guy's dribbling right, you go down and double team because he's going to spin right back to you. You come up with a steal. Driving the lane is Jokic. Lobs over Abaji. Gordon dunks. Aaron Gordon led the league for dunks for most of the year. So much time you spend trying to defend Jokic. And he just finds the open man every time. Black uniforms. Spotlight yellow numbering and lettering. Abaji, three off a handoff from Toscan Anderson, got it. Boy, is he playing aggressively. It's really neat to see he played as such a shadow of this early in the year when he just wanted to not make sure he didn't make a mistake. Turnover again, Jazz have it. Toscan Anderson gives to Dunn, touches back to Toscan Anderson. He taps to Sabinich who lays it up and in. Patty cake basketball for the victory. 9-2 Utah. Zone defense from the Jazz. Jamal Murray, bounce pass, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, middle of the zone, Jokic, Gordon, seven-foot jumper, left side, no good. Samanich rebounds, Dunn on the front court. Dunn, head up, hesitates, now works into a six-foot floater, rattles around, pops out. Jokic snares the rebound with a single hand, his right one, and cups it like a water polo ball, and brings it up to the front court, hands to Porter for a three ball, off the back rim, no good. Dunn rebounds. Denver's an average offensive rebounding team, they haven't put a lot of effort on these early. Toscan Anderson, wide open three, in transition, back rims it. Rebound, Azabuke, puts a power dribble down, hooks it up and in, and a foul. Seven zero Jazz run. Well, opening night of the NBA season was the Jazz and the Nuggets. That was October 19th. Feels like a long time ago and feels like yesterday, all at the same time. That's what an NBA season does. Jazz started that game. After falling behind early, they tied it up at 13. Then by the end of the first quarter, they led it 37-30. By halftime of that night, our first night of seeing this team, the Jazz led 75-53. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, three, goes deep inside. Might have actually paid rent for a while and then was a victim. 11-2. Top, Abaji, off a pin down, three ball. Front rimmed it, no good. 
gets his own rebound, dribbles twice, hangs in the air, draws the contact, lays it up and in. 13-2 Utah. You know, long rebounds now falling in the hands of the Jazz, and it's kind of the key. If you can keep one guy around the lane or somewhere around there where you can chase those long rebounds down and make sure you have a guy back, you can probably get some of those second-chance points. Houston's been sleepwalking for a while. I love the phrase in the NBA, playing with their food. Kind of seems like what they've been doing. They lost to Houston by 21 on a night where Jokic played. They've lost four of their last five. Jokic has only played one of them. The final four games before that, they won all of them when Jokic played. Obviously, his team is Jokic dependent. He's the MVP. Aaron Gordon's three is short, and the rebound comes down to Abaji. 14-2 Utah. Abaji to the front court. Afanazabuke pick first to the right, then to the left, then he fires the three, but Abaji has carried the defender as though it's luggage from about 22 feet to about 16 feet, and that's illegal. Moving pick on Adoka Azabuke. 1-3-1 zone. They're overloading the right side of the floor, going into the middle of the Jokic. Jokic spins, kicks to Gordon. Top to Porter Jr. Gordon's not a natural shooter, so he'll bypass. Porter will shoot every time he touches. He lets it fly and misses. 14-2. Shamanich from the front court, just signed for the rest of the season and some parts of next year. Double stagger for Abaji. Comes around with the right hand. Cut off by Gordon, their best defender. Top to Shamanich. Trying to get it to Dunn, who's back cutting. Now Dunn comes back for him. Six on the clock. Samanich in the post on Murray. Beautiful drop step, and Murray fouls him. That's a nice move by... Stereotypically, frankly, that is a European player that was schooled well at early ages because that was some good low post footwork. Jazz moving the basketball very, very well with this lineup they have out there on the floor. Two other games in the NBA tonight. Minnesota plays San Antonio shortly. We'd like Minnesota to lose every time they could right now because we want them to not make the playoffs unless your Rudy love is bigger than your Jazz love. But we get their pick, so we would like them to not make it. Portland plays the Clippers later tonight. Tomorrow's a crazy day. We play in L.A. 15 games on the docket, all 30 teams. Eastern Conference t- tips off at 1 o'clock. Western Conference generally tips off at 3.30 Eastern. So we'll tee off, at, tee off thinking Masters, will or the offseason, will tip off at 1.30. And there's no off days for no one tomorrow. Jokic, lobbing, Aaron Gordon, reverse jam. Ron, I got to say, earlier tonight, it's 15-4 Jazz. When the Jazz went to the zone and I said, Jokic catches in the middle of the zone, I, could never, I couldn't think of a more terrifying sentence. Chris Dunn in the lane, floats it up and in. 17-4. There's probably nobody that could be better than Chris Dunn Excuse me, then Nikola Jokic in the middle of the zone was my point. Alley-oop, knocked away. Jazz fast break the other way, and Abaji packs it. Right at Aaron Gordon, and they gave him a little primal scream. You know, any, if this was early Woo! in the year and the game was really on the line, I'm sure Mike Malone would have called a timeout a long time ago. 19-4. to four. Good point, Ron. He's letting these guys play through this. Jokic to Murray. Penetrates. Cut off by... Azabuke kicks to the corner. Pope reads the laces, fires the three, and swishes. They're going to have to try to penetrate this zone, see if they can draw and kick. But right now, all they're getting is long-range jumpers. Play call for Donabaji. Slips the pick at the top and lays it up and in. Oh, boy. 
Beautiful. 21-7, Jazz up a touchdown. Like Russell Wilson's playing tonight from Denver. I'm Russell Wilson. Oh, a little cheap shot for their offense last year. Sorry, Travis. Scott Gerard. Here comes the three for Michael Porter. Short offensive rebound. Gordon kick out to Murray. Takes a dribble to his left. Settles his feet. Rattles out. They just aren't buying it right now. They're getting looks. They aren't falling. They haven't played in a while. A little rust over rest right now. Dunn works the angle left. Weaves in the lane. Hands to Azabuke. Eight-foot high floater. Bounces around. No good. Rebound out of bounds off Azabuke. Time out on the floor. 5.23 left in the first quarter. The Jazz get a big round of applause as they jump to a 21-7 lead here on Jazz Basketball. Coaches Sound Flash. I think the guys that are playing, there's things to obviously keep working on with them. It's really about trying to keep these guys understanding that every minute in the NBA is, is valuable. And, you know, they all have things that they can not only improve, but they can play in a way that helps establish their own reputation. I mean, such a delicate balance. Like, on one level, I would love to get, like, a starting group some real minutes together. And then on the flip side of that is, you know, you don't want anybody getting hurt because uh, we have our best chance of winning and making a player, a deep player front if we're completely healthy. Two substitutions. That is our coach's sound. Brought to you by Newskin. Proud sponsor of the Utah Jazz. Newskin, discover the best of you. Reggie Jackson's in the game for the first time. He takes Jamal Murray's spot. And Jeff Green, the former brief jazz man's in the game. Simone Fontecchio and Damian Jones check in for the Jazz. It's 21-7 Utah. Jokic, Porter. Junior and Contavious Caldwell Pope with the starters still on the floor for the Denver Nuggets. Samanich tries to hand it off to Dunn. Contavious Caldwell Pope blows it up, steals it. Here's Jeff Green, right side. Travels, they don't call it. Inside Jokic, little five foot floater, no good. Never seen him miss that before. Rebound comes down to the Jazz. Chris Dunn, right side to Scott Anderson. Right wing, Fontecchio, shooting 37% from three since for the month of March, and he hits the three on the right side. And the Jazz are up 24 to 7. That's a good sign. I hope he continues because he does. He's not shy, and he does get very good look. We don't want him to be shy right now with this roster. Illegal defense of the Jazz. A zone defense. Yeah, that's it. Has to be on on Jones. Jones, he's got to step out and step back in. And he just can't camp in. And I think right now the Denver Nuggets are so getting some three-point looks. The Jazz zone. Is really spaced out. Will Hardy's been using the zone to work on different things all year, all the stretch. I mean, this is a really good example of how the Jazz have continued to just kind of work on development. And you remember how we talked about giving up the three-point sh- shooting? That's going to happen because there's so many great three-point shooting teams nowadays, and the spacing has to be there. Another turnover. Chris Dunn with another steal. Chris Dunn going coast to coast while. Toscana Anderson and Contavious Caldwell Pope tie up, feet fall down. Dunn, unflustered by all the commotion, goes right by him and lays it up and in. So, David, you think that was like interference? It was something. Like football game Passing or something? Yeah, know? it was off to the side. Jokic, ball fakes, works, right hand floater, air ball. Rebound green. Back to Jokic at the free throw line. High arcing jumper, he's fouled. And Anderson does not like the call. There's a and bunch. Chris is going to go over and talk to him. And they pat each other on the backside. Say, hey, what a great job. Yeah. There's a bunch of interesting little tie-ins between these two teams, Ron. Obviously, the Rocky Mountain combo. 
But one of the other ones is the two rookies from Kansas. Christian Brown has just checked in. It's been a really good year. But an interesting note on Christian Brown of Kansas, 22nd pick of the draft. Really, is that right? 26. Walker was 24 and he was 22. I think that's right. Maybe I have that wrong. Uh, Walker was 22, so Brown must have been 24. Really good player. Like he's had, like if you don't know him, that's uh, his name is spelled as Braun. It's pronounced Brown, but he's 49%. Oh, Bra- uh, Leaf Tulin is telling me that he was the 21st pick. It's right in that range. So he's shooting 49% from the field and 37% from three. Like every sign, this guy's going to be a player. 10, 12-year NBA veteran is what is. As Dunn weaves in the lane, loses the dribble, recovers, throws it to the backcourt, but Tecchio has to save it, does right to Brown. Brown attacks, hangs in the air, and draws the value. He's a great athlete. Came off one foot right there, rose up to the rim. So this kid, Christian Brown, Ron, really has a chance. I think he'll be, as I said, a 10 or 11-year pro, great pick, 21st pick. He's played 1,100 minutes this year. Ochai Abaji. The Jazz have been able to get him to 1147 this year and and, re, and if you kind of look at them recently Abaj is able to play these extended stretches at 30 minutes and Brown has kind of had to reduce his minutes down a little bit despite playing 74 games because this is a championship level team and it's going to be interesting to see how many rotation he gets in the plus but it's, it's a good lesson on both how two different teams are trying to develop talent and give them the opportunity. On, two different, on teams that has to develop talent and a team that already has talent. Yeah. Simone Fontecchio with a 21-footer. Yeah. Maybe a little shorter than that, maybe 17 on the left side. Reggie Jackson, who was with the Clippers to start the year, fires a three and misses, and the rebound's tipped out of bounds. Jeff Green runs after it, runs into two women in the front row. No, no, nothing spilled. Jackets fall on the ground, but nothing spilled, and it's a jazz ball. 28-11 Utah with 3.10 left in the first quarter. Crowd doesn't quite know what to do with this. Three minutes left here in the first. Chris Dunoff, a Damian Jones pick. Hooks it to the corner to Juzang. Back up top to Fontecchio. Puts it on the deck, flares to Juzang, has some airspace, shoots the three, misses off to the left side, and the rebound comes to Jokic. Right side, Jackson breaks the 45. Here comes Jeff Green through the lane. Oh, gosh, going to dunk and taking the charge underneath is Micah Potter, and Green went down hard. That's why I said, oh, gosh. He seems to be just fine. Jeff Green's one of the great athletes that ever played in this game. Still playing at a high level. Just think about it. Him and Durant came out the same year. Yes. As a matter of fact, they were teammates, right? uh, Jeff Green... And Kevin Durant were both teammates on the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Seattle Supersonics. They were the last players drafted, basically, by the Seattle Supersonics, I believe. 2.46 left in the first quarter. 28-11 Utah here in Salt Lake City. Players sound flash. First getting to know everybody, knowing your role and all the plays that we have and different matchups. Trying to catch up to everything in, in full speed with not many practices, we have games all the time. So I think that would be the biggest adjustment. I know Coach Will Hardy from before, so just welcoming me and you know accepting me as a part of the team immediately and just you know telling me to just do your best and, and not having crazy pressure on, on, on me. So I think he helped me a lot and then just assistant coaches and teammates, you know, so it's been really, really nice here. 
That is your player sound flash brought to you by Vivint Smart Security, professionally installed. Jazz run a slice to Micah Potter through the lane. He kicks it back out to Fontecchi, who shuffles his feet in a turnover. The Utah Jazz, who started tonight, Chris Dunn, Ochai Abaji, Juan Toscana Anderson, Luka Samanich, and Doka Zabuke, against the Denver Nuggets regular starting five that will lead them in the first game of the playoffs a week from tomorrow. Lead 28 to 11. The Jazz lead 28 to 11 if you're just tuning in. Aaron Gordon catches inside foul and finishes. Gordon's got himself six points. Utah Jazz play by plays. We brought to you all season long by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Ron Boone, Jokic is off the floor right now, but here's your LHM stat of the night. Or the day. Larry H. Miller. Brought to you by LHM Auto, sales, service, selection, LHMauto.com. Free throw is short. Over the last six seasons of the NBA, what combination in the NBA has run the most pick and roll? There's so many. Abaji's three off the bounce, right side, no good. Rebound jousted for, controlled by Potter. Back out to Juzang. Johnny's three is no good. And the rebound comes out to Aaron Gordon. Jeff Green has got hit on that last rebound. It's not come down, so it's four on five. Gordon powers through Potter and reaches the foul. So, Ron, of the, of the top five groups, actually of the top six groups, of the top seven groups, of the top eight groups, I'm going to put in MB. Uh, and Harden. And, and also, I'm just going by the type of offensive okay. yep. teams yep. running. A Miami would be one that Okay. So um, your James Harden and Joel Embiid have run the most pick and rolls this season. Okay. Over the last six years, seven of the top ten pick and roll combinations are together. The only three that are not together are Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, Joe Ingles and Rudy Gobert, and Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert. The, the, the combination that actually has run the most pick and rolls in the last six seasons is still Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Now, who do you think number two is? I'm going to say, David, someone that... Wow, Jamal Murray, excuse me, Ochai Baji drives, and it's stolen by his former teammate, Christian Brown, who drives, puts out the glass, no good, rebound, tipped around, Potter trying to grab it, gets it knocked away by Green, out of bounds off Potter. And you were going to say... Someone like Jokic who handles the ball quite a bit. And, and and the fact that he passes so often with the ball in his hands, kind of like an old-school center. Yep. Pass, set a screen, and pass at the same time. So of active groups, the number one pick-and-roll combination, most combination of pick-and-rolls is Jamal Murray coming off Nikola Jokic. They've run 4,543 pick-and-rolls together in the last six seasons. Think they might be playoff ready to see anything you can imagine. Here's Aaron Gordon driving to the basket and scores over a Abaji. Interestingly enough, if you're interested in this, if you find this interesting, 28-17, 9-2 run by the Nuggets. I'll give you the other groupings. Fontecchio downloaded Damian Jones. Quick spin in the dunk. Boy, Damian Jones, when he goes quick, is really quick. And I think that's an asset that he has because he's a quick jumper there as well. And Murray. Cross-court pass to Jeff Green. Bypasses the look. Now puts it on the deck. Loose dribble out in front of himself. Off balance, able to collect himself and finish with the left hand. 30-19. to 19. Jazz by 11. 
44 seconds left in the first quarter. Ochai Abaji, chested to Johnny Juzang. Juzang drives to the lane, puts it high up the glass and scores it. Juzang grew up in Southern California, started his college career at Kentucky, then transferred back to UCLA, where he took them to the Final Four. Jeff Green, angle left three, too long. Rebound Potter. Juzang, an undrafted player. Just getting a shot. Shot clock's off. Uchai Baji started by his college teammate, Christian Brown. Ochai swings at the potter. He'll take the three with seven seconds left in the quarter and miss really early for that shot. Denver has a chance to use a possession. Jamal Murray will pull for three on the right side and miss. Well, a surprising first quarter here in Salt Lake City. And the crowd loves it. Utah 32, Jazz 19 at the end of one. Excuse me, Denver 32, Jazz 32, Denver 19 at the end of one. Leafs watched Denver have one of the worst offensive quarters of anyone all season long. I mean, they really just awful. Six of 21 for the field, one of 12 from three, and six turnovers. That is, for an offensive rating of a 68, obviously no team in the NBA has had an offensive rating under 68 for a season. Very few teams have done it for a quarter this year. Jazz come out with Abaji, Juzang, Fontecchio, Potter, and Azabuke. Jamal Murray veers to his left, shoots the three, front rims it, and the Nuggets go to one of 13 from three. Last time Denver might have shot this badly from three was in game seven against the Portland Trailblazers in 2019 when they lost at home with home court advantage. Just the last game the Jazz played there, there was two of 17 from the field. The Jazz the were? Point line. The Jazz were or Denver? In the first half. No, the, in the last game the Jazz played, which would have oh, been yes, I got you. against Oklahoma City. Yes. Pass to the wing, kicked away by Fontecchio. They'll reset the shot clock at 14. Jazz got a nice first quarter, 12 from Ochai Abaji, who's been carrying the offensive load as the primary option for this team. So, David, if, if you throw a bounce pass off of a stationary foot, yep. and they call it kicking the ball. Yep. I don't know that I think Simone's foot was stationary in that circumstance. Reggie Jackson above the very three rattles out, and it's... One of 13 for Denver and six of 22 overall. Fontecchio swings the top to Potter. Feet set, launches the three straight away, and Micah Potter hits. That's the mark, Laurie Markkinen play that they run so often. Potter's third three of the season in four attempts. About, was that a stationary foot? That was a stationary <laughs> foot, and they still called it a kick. Still called it a kick. Potter's played 31 minutes, six games this year for the Jazz. Spent his college days in Ohio State and Wisconsin. Reggie Jackson's floater, no good. Potter back up for the rebound. Spent most of the year in the G League for the Stars. Jazz 35, Denver 19. Choosing behind the back, left-hand drive, stops. Kicks out to Fontecchio, rotates the corner. Abaji over a contested hand from Jeff Green. He buries the three. Ochai Abaji on the season is at 36% from three. Chris Brown, the Kansas teammate, misses. Rebound. Jeff Green back to Brown. Right corner, Murray. Murray low dribble going behind the back. Chested to Green. Right corner, Jackson for three. Good. One thing that will be interesting about Denver in the playoffs, Ron, is that Mike Malone has always been a coach that 
plays his starters together more than just about anyone. Fontecchio, hard drive with a right hand, shoves off with the left and gets called for an offensive foul. If you look, there's a great site that has this. I'll pull it up later. Amount of minutes played by your starting five. Now, Denver's lower this year than usual because of the injuries. But Mike Malone believes in playing his starting five as much as possible, and he'll play these bench units that don't have many guys. Therefore, Jokic's plus minus compared to his teammates are unbelievable. And we have an illegal defense on the Jazz again. But, Ron, what's interesting is there's kind of a feeling amongst people that he's not going to do that this year. That he plans to have Jamal Murray or Nikola Jokic on the floor for all playoff minutes. Which is not necessarily what he's done in the past. Well, what they've done all season long, Jokic plays 34 minutes, 33 minutes is Murray. So they do spend a lot of time on, on the floor. But playoff minutes, that's what you're saying. They, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. It's a really interesting debate, by the way. You're interested in basketball debates, and that is, frankly, the math says you should play your five starters every minute you possibly can together, and then you should just hide for the rest of the game. 7-0 Nuggets run makes it 38-26 as Johnny Juzang pulls for an 18-footer and can't hit. Christian Brown to the front court. Brown, very good athlete. Throws a one-handed pass that barely gets to Jamal Murray. Abaji defending Murray. Step back, 20-footer. Good. And the lead is down. Dwindling. 10. Abaji, hard left-hand drive. On Brown, hangs, fading back. Back rim, no good. Here comes Jackson. Reggie with his goggles on, attacking Potter to the rim, corkscrews the body, puts it up and in. It's an eight-point game timeout, Will Hardy. Timeout. Timeout. Jazz lead that was 19 is down to eight. It's 38-30 with 8.54 left in the second quarter here on Jazz Basketball. Let's go back into history. This year is Team 49 before Team 49. What happened on this day in Utah Jazz history? Let's go back to 1999. The Jazz took on the Warriors, and Carl Malone had 38 points, 12 rebounds, and 5 assists. It's pretty impressive when you consider the fact Jazz only scored 92 points that night, and he had 38 points and 5 dimes in the midst of it. Here's what Greg Anthony had to say about Carl Malone, the imposing power forward that he was. That guy physically was one of the most imposing players. I'd never seen a guy that big could run like that. When you saw that train coming downhill, you were just a little shy, and you hear the line today about it being a business decision. That, that's what it was with Carl. Business decision. Those happen every now and then. Brought to you by Smith's Food and Drug. Here's Abaji, left-hand baseline drive. Hooks the pass over the top to Juzang. Corner three, no good. Great pass by Ochai. Back tapped out by Juzang. Up to Samad. It's Potter for three, good. Micah Potter, second three. Brought to you by Pura 3, Pura 3 Pointers, presented by Pura Sense. Pura, the possibility of sense. Jazz by 11, zone defense still. It's Murray, Jackson, Gordon, Brown, and Jeff Green. Top to Reggie Jackson for 3, no good. Rebound, Azabuke. 41-30, Jazz by 11. They jumped early in this game. There's 8 minutes left in the second quarter. Juzang. 
Hands to Potter. Right side of Baji. To the wing to Samanich. To the corner, Juzang. He holds, now accelerates to the right. Tries to twirl around into a fourth shot with three on the clock. It's not, it's short. Rebound comes down to Brown. Ball's popping. Don't be the guy that stops it. 41-30. Gorgeous. Finds a slashing Jeff Green to the lane. He's fouled by Azubuka. So, Ron, a moment ago we were having a conversation. By the way, first, go on a savings room with Smooth Smith's Boost membership. You'll enjoy double fuel points, free delivery, and more. Visit smithsfoodanddrug.com slash boost for details. Smith's, the official grocery store of the Utah Jazz. Okay. So Denver plays the most mint possessions a night with their starting five of the floor. 37% of their minutes. They're number one in the league. Atlanta is number two. Toronto is three. Philadelphia is four. The Knicks is five. And Houston is six. What's interesting about Denver, Ron, is they're the number three team in the league in net rating with their starters on the floor, plus 10. The only teams better are Boston, who is 16th in the league of having their starting five on the floor, and Milwaukee, whose starting five plays the least minutes together in a game of any team in the NBA. The Milwaukee starting five is plus 11. They only play 21% of their minutes together. Mike Woodenholzer subs out and plays almost no minutes with zero or one starters on the floor. Wisconsin Anderson inside, Azubuke rebounds. Working on Jokic, he tries to drop step and then he gets hammered as Jokic knows the scouting report. So what's interesting about this, Ron, is you have coaches with a real philosophy. So Mike Budenholzer clearly believes, I'm going to spend as few minutes as possible with zero or one starter on the floor. They only play 10% or 12% of their minutes a night with zero or one starter on the floor. And so he balances it the other way. Mike Malone is really willing to have one starter on the floor. They play 20% of their minutes with one starter on the floor, the highest rate of anyone in the NBA. They're awful. They're minus 14 when that happens. But they're so good when he has four or five stars, he's like, fine, I'll throw those 20% of those minutes because we'll be so great in the 80%. Now, that may not work as well in the playoffs as it does in the regular season, which is what's such an interesting thing for them in their rotation. So we'll have to wait and see with something like that, David, as Altabuki makes both free throws. Which is, which is worth noting. Right. Um, Three ball from the top is good for Contavious Caldwell Pope. Go ahead, Ron. The idea of keeping at least two starters on the floor. I really like that uh, because I think it gives you balance and structure as far as your, your, your the game is concerned. Potter driving, hanging, air balls a floater, rebound out of bounds off Denver. So what was wrong with that shot right there? You tell me. Very bad angle to try to bank it off the glass. And that's what he tried, tried to do. Had no chance of going in. So those but are the, the three starters, I, the two starters anyway. I, I really like that. Inbound to Scott Anderson, misses the layup, misses the tip. Easy chances he couldn't buy. Right side, Jeff Green, big steps into Azubuke, misses the layup, Potter rebounds. Outlet to Dunn, Samanich running the floor, overthrows Samanich and out of bounds. 43-35, Jazz, 43-34, Jazz by nine, they're up at Palindrome. If you're wondering about Utah, we played our starters... 22nd most of anyone in the NBA. We had our starters on the floor 26% of the time. Reggie Jackson through the lane, right hand, hammer. 
The worst Jokic thing with the dime. I think, David, is for coaches that like to change players. The math says you should play your starters 36 minutes together as five and just pray the other 12 minutes. Pray? But that's that doesn't work for teamwork. You, don't, you can't have a roster that actually gets along in that circumstance. Samanich takes a heavily contested three at the top, blocked by Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Jazz lead is down to seven. Jackson rotates to Brown, open left corner three, missed it. Rebound battled for by three Jazz players. They all wanted the stat. Samanich will get it. Rebound comes down to Scott Anderson. There were no nuggets anywhere near. Dunn in the pocket, retreats out, straightens up on Green, swings through, draws the contact, shot falls off, but he'll get two free throws. I love this analysis, by the way, thanks to PBP Stats, the website that keeps the percentage of possessions by number of starters on the floor. Doc Rivers is another one that, if you recall back in his Clippers day, would play his starting five together, huge amount of minutes, and then on a team that was DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, and I don't remember who all the other guys, um, J.J. Redick, they would play almost exclusively together. He's doing something somewhat similar in Philly, where their starters play the fourth most amount of minutes. They're the fifth best starting five in the NBA. And then his starters play, his, he plays with four starters on the floor, 20%. So Philadelphia plays 53% of their minutes with their at least four starters on the floor. Denver is right there with them, but those are the two heaviest in the NBA, Mike Malone. And Doc Rivers. Jazz down up by nine, 45-36. Here's Michael Porter Jr. driving. Azubuke holds verticality, forces Porter Jr. to miss. And clears the board, does Azubuke. Rebound, Chris Dunn, fast break. Samanich fouled on his way. That was a hard foul there as well. Well, Denver's with a few hard fouls now. But I really think if he didn't have both hands on the ball, he would have had a chance to finish. Yep. But he went up with one hand with the basketball off the dribble and... Eliminated the opportunity of Pep coming up with a, a three-point play. Samich takes the free throws. I'll give you the final note of that conversation, and then we'll close the book on it. Denver plays 56% of their minutes with four or five starters on the floor. Philadelphia plays 53. Those are the two highest rates of anyone in the NBA. It will be interesting to see in the playoffs how those two teams do, both when they stay heavy, but it also means you are going to play a lot of minutes in a playoff game without your main guys on the floor. 46-36, Jazz by 10. Jamal Murray working off Jokic. Most common pick and roll combination in the NBA over the last six years. It's still together. Jokic holds over his head. Hooks a pass to Gordon. 18-foot fadeaway, right baseline, no good. Rebound, Samanich. Jazz defense is good right now. They're up by 10. Toscana Anderson working the right side. Drives the baseline. Comes back the other way on a nifty move and lays it up and in. And Michael Porter Jr. has no shoes, no shirt, and no service. Woo, did he get shook. Contavious Caldwell Pope down low to Aaron Gordon slammed up. The Denver Nuggets spacing is unreal. And the reason they have that spacing is because of Jokic's ability to slash in there and then he goes outside the three-point line. Another great point by Ron Boone. He's having an all-NBA season himself. Three ball by Potter. This time doesn't go. He'd made his own, made his first two. 
48-38, four minutes left, second quarter, Jazz by 10. Potter, Porter Jr. standing out of bounds when he catches as Potter flies at him. Sounds like a scramble matchup right there. Porter Jr. and Potter. Or you're playing, what's that game, my kid, my wife, and uh, Bananagrams. You gotta decide which letters go where. There's another one of those. All right, don't worry about it. I can't, this dyslexic kid, I'm not playing Bananagrams either. 48-38, they just play games they know I won't play. Done. Right side to Abaji, he's got 15 tonight. Left hand drive, in the lane, big steps, underhand scoop, swirls off. Rebound tapped around, here comes Jamal Murray, Jokic sprinting in front of him. Murray curls behind Jokic, keeps the left hand dribble alive, no look pass, Aaron Gordon, left corner three, missed it. Denver is four of 20 from three. Chris Dunn to the front court, bounce pass through traffic, knocked away by the left hand of Jokic, picked up by Aaron Gordon. Hair flowing, headband in, dribbles between his legs, keeps the dribble in his right hand while doing it. Flares it over to Jokic, bypasses the three, which he doesn't take much anymore. Rolls in the lane and missed the five-footer. My goodness, Jokic. Only a second shot of the night. They've both been missed floaters. Chris Dunn to the lane, layup good, and a foul. So, for the last two days, Ron, I spent listening to Matt Moore and Adam Morris of Locked On Nuggets. A fabulous show, I will give them their due. And one of their conversations was in the 25-point loss to Houston, was it Jokic's fault? Ooh. And the discussion was that Yo this team goes as Jokic goes. That while it wasn't his fault in the sense that everybody else could have played a lot better also, if he's feckless on a night as he bounces one to Gordon here and gives it up top to Caldwell, Pokeless three is good, that they all play off of him, that that's what he is as a two-time MVP, that that's his status. We're seeing a little of that tonight. Like, he's taking two shots, scored two points, has three assists. He's not involved tonight. Ten-point game. Dunn driving. Loses the ball. Azubuke picks it up. Jokic bumps him. Now pinning him to the baseline. Throws back up top to Azubuke. Hands to Samanich. Samanich behind the three-point line. Fires and hits. Samanich with nine points, five rebounds, and an assist. He two steals. Jokic in the lane, kicks out. Porter Jr. for three. And he's just distributing the ball. Yeah. That's all he's doing right now. 54, 44. Jazz by 10. Samana trying to go behind the back on Murray. Gets stonewalled. Gives to Abaji. He flies in, hangs under, scoops it up and in. Made it too difficult. Missed the layup. Murray behind the back pass. Pope for three. No good. Rebound. Abaji pushes Gordon out of bounds. The foul on Ochai. 2-11 left in the second quarter. It's Utah 54, Denver 44 in Salt Lake City. This is a Utah Jazz play for more player profile. Plus the foul. Dominic Archer here with your play for more player profile. Juan Toscano Anderson sits down with us and tells us about the meals he eats before games and all of his pregame rituals. That's tough. I'm a foodie, so ah, switches every day. I don't know, whatever I'm feeling. There are two things that I do before every game. My music changes, the way I get dressed changes, but I always shower before a game and I always brush my teeth. That's the last thing I do before I head out. He used to do TV. 54-44. Hubie Brown is who you're thinking Yeah, Hubie Brown and Frank Layden went to school together. Frank Layden in the house tonight. Yeah. I just gave a nice round of applause to great Frank, his wife, beautiful wife Barbara with him. She's always so elegant. Yeah. Jokic in the middle of the zone, lobs to 
Porter Jr. and he lays it up and in. That's twice they've been able to run that play and they've gotten something out of it. Jokic has been fairly disengaged. He does have six rebounds and five assists. Jokic guarding Samanich out on the floor. Samanich drives, tries to go behind the back in traffic. That's a turnover. Caldwell Pope the other way for a layup. Missed it. Pop Porter Jr. dunks. 10-3 run by the Nuggets. It's down to six. They've got their starting five back on the floor. Here's Toscana Anderson. Left wing Samanich. Luka originally drafted by the San Antonio Spurs out of Slovenia. Left wing Toscan Anderson. Just three on the clock. He'll fire a contested three. No good. Jazz are getting deep in the clocks. They don't have a lot of one-on-one players on the floor. Well, they're, right running, they're running the dribble handoff, but they're not going anywhere and not breaking the paint. Really. Murray, three. Perfect. And we've got ourselves a three-point game. 54-51, 13-to-three run by the Nuggets. 56 seconds left. Toscana Anderson tries to get a down low to Abaji. It's knocked away by Murray and stolen. Lob ahead to Jokic. Catches in one motion. Lays it up and in without looking at the basket. Yeah, you can see that Toscano Anderson running down the floor with his back to the basketball. Never saw it. 54-53. 15-to-3 run by the Nuggets. This group is a little more engaged than they were last time, but also the Jazz struggling to get some good looks. Here's Abaji. Stops. Flares it back out to Dunn. Dunn crosses over. Powers in the lane. Rip foul by Contavious Caldwell Pope. Dunn should get free throws for that if I'm correct. Fifth foul on the Nuggets. Utah Jazz starters tonight. Chris Dunn has nine points, four rebounds, and three assists. 15 for Abaji, nine for Samanich. Jazz have played nine players. That's all they have available. Free throws good. Chris has revitalized his career this year. We'll be back with the Jazz next year. I like that. I like his defense. I think he's a respectable three-point shooter. His feet are together. And... He, when you have Toscan Anderson and Dunn on the floor, you got some defensive prowess on the guard line. Neither of them can beat anyone off the bounce, so you can have a hard time creating offense unless you got some other guys out there. But they certainly create some defensive impact. Jamal Murray driving the right side. Looks like he wants to pass it. Pump fakes and lays it up and in. Beautiful move by Jamal. 17 to 5 run here. 10 seconds left in the quarter. Dunn guarded by Gordon. Gives to Abaji. Gets it back. Dunn has it. Working Jamal Murray in the lane. Blocked by Murray. 2.6 seconds left. Blocked by the Canadian Jamal Murray. Ryan Saunders, former Timberwolves head coach. Son of Saunders. Barking out defensive singles, inbounds across the lane to Samanich, who catches and lays it up and in. And Michael Porter Jr. got hit in the nose on that one. As Samanich cleared hard with a left hand, got Porter Jr. right in the face. No whistle, Samanich finishes it, and the Jazz lead at 58-55 at the half. This copyrighted broadcast of the National Basketball Association may not be retransmitted, reproduced, rebroadcast, or otherwise distributed or used in any form without the express written consent of the NBA. The players are back on the floor. And he rocks the catball! The horn is sounded, and the second half is ready to bring more non-stop NBA basketball. That's the 10 lays it up and in. Back to David Locke and the legend, Ron Boone. 
Jazz lead after a surprising first quarter. Hold on to lead in the second half. Second quarter, now leads we open the second half. Starting five for the Nuggets on the floor. Porter Jr. drives, gives it to Gordon. Top to Contavious Caldwell Pope. His three over the top is good. KCP's hit 42% of his threes on the season. They're probably just thinking, okay, we continue to get the shots we got in the second quarter. The ones that we didn't get in the first quarter, we didn't make. Well, they went 1 of 12 from 3 in the first quarter, and then 6 of 12 in the second quarter. Sominich, left side 3, no good. Rebound comes out to Murray. Almost looked like they were in a zone to counter the amount of zone they've seen from the Jazz. Jokic, down low to Gordon. Gordon turns and foul. Oh, block shot by Azubuke out of bounds. It has not been a good offensive game for the Nuggets yet. Second little quarter better, was little good. bit better in the second quarter. Yeah. First quarter was one of the worst offensive quarters you'll see. And after all of that, they still got 10 assists for the ball game. And now they lead 61-58 as Michael Porter Jr. hits the three on the right wing. And so Denver's starting five has now linked a first-half run to a second-half run into 23-7 to take the advantage. Dunn works off an Abaji pick. Flares to the top to Ochai, who's had the lead role as the offensive player tonight. Swings it to Tuscan Anderson. Quarter to Sominich, driving on Gordon, spinning. Cross-court pass to Dunn. Left-hand dribble, bounce pass to Azubuke, reverse Kessler dunk. Azubuke just did a Kessler dunk. Where he never looks at the rim. Zone from the Jazz. They've really lived in that today. Left side, Jamal Murray. Three over the top. No good. Sominich rebounds. Denver leads 61-60. 10-21 left here in the third quarter. Done. Drives with the left hand. Weaves. Puts the right hander up and in. You know, it's interesting. When Will Hardy talked before the game about fun being underrated in the NBA. And having your dream... Lou, you know, suddenly not like your dream. A three by Contavious Caldwell Pope. He kicked out the legs. It's an offensive foul. The player that came to mind, Ron, to me, really was was that of Chris Dunn. He he, he really, in the conversation I had with him, I think we were in Miami, That his time in Minnesota and Chicago really did make him lose the, the love of the game and somewhat to he wasn't playing well, but he said, I didn't deal with it well. And it wasn't until he got back down to the G League Guys making 30000 and playing the game did, that he ended up kind of feeling that love again, and it's real. You can see it as he plays today. Some guys get to the point where it's just not fair. You know, I know I'm good, uh, or sometimes they get caught up in numbers and they know that they were better than a certain player on the team, but they're the ones that get cut. Middle of the zone, Jokic kicked to the corner. Porter Jr. in the three is good. They are flashing Jokic, as Ron pointed out, in the middle of the zone, and he is deadly there. Well, the, the, what's so great about what they're doing is they're flashing him in, or they, and, and he moves out, and then he flashes back. Toscan Anderson slices in the lane, gets a pass from Samanich over to Azabuke, back out to Samanich, right side three is good. Luka Samanich, who just signed a end-of-the-year deal and one into next year with the Jazz, has 14. And it's 65-64. Utah, Porter Jr. to the lane. Scoops it by Azubuke, misses, but Jamal Murray flies in to tap it in. Ochai leads the Jazz with 15 to Dunn, who has 13. Driving with the right hand, stopping, twirling, hooking up the right hander in it. 
such a signature shot for him. Zion's bank starters, 15 for Chris Dunn, 15 for Ojai, steal by Dunn. Hesitates, leaves it behind for Samanich. Jokic tries to foul him, but actually got ball. Beautiful defensive play by Jokic. Fast break the other way. Jamal Murray on his tippy toes. Shoots the three is short. Long rebound to Azubuke. Murray's two of seven from three. Samanich, quick release, three left side. Nope. Rebound to Scott Anderson with the right hand. Now dribbles it out with the left. Now turns the corner to the rack. Aaron Gordon beat by it, tries to grab him, fouls him. Toscan Anderson finishes. He'll get the bucket and the foul. Aaron Gordon got a little rope-a-doped right there by Juan Toscan Anderson. Is that the second time? It might be. Yeah. 69-66, Jazz by three. Timeout, Mike Malone, Toscan Anderson will be in the line. We come back on Jazz Basketball. He's blazing, he's blistering, he's scorching. He's your Utah Jazz hot player of the game. Slams it home. Abaji attacking the rack, finishes with the right hand. Jazz fast break the other way, and Abaji packs it. Abaji over a contested hand from Jeff Green. He buries the three. Juan Toscan Anderson at the free throw line. That Abaji is your hot player of the game. Ron. Our hype guy was just out there doing the let's get ready to crumble, and he gave away the crumble cookies. Mm -hmm. And he gave it to a little kid, and the older brother was next to him. And you could see the look on the older brother's face of like, (laughs) man, I wish I had not been picking on him all day right now because he just got the cookie, and I'm going to ask for a bite, and he's going to tell me no. Jamal Murray right side of Porter Jr. Is three, no good. Rebound, Azabuke tapped it over to Samich. Now, you were the younger brother, Ron. No. You were the older brother? I'm second to the oldest. I have two brothers under me. Well, I'm sorry. I thought you were, they were older. So, no. if you were the older brother, would have you expected your younger brother? You were the older brother. Would have you expected your younger brother still to give you the cookie, even if you'd been picking on him all day? <laughs> that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Abaji three puts the Jazz back up by seven. Wow, Denver took the lead here, and the Jazz have taken it back. You see who slashed in the middle then? Jamal Murray slashes this time. Illegal defense on the Jazz. They've been in the zone all night. Ron, for people just tuning in, what is Denver doing against the Jazz zone right now? Uh, Again, I mean, they do it more with with Jokic to the point where he's outside the the three-point line. He slashes into the middle. The Jazz are playing the zone. He'll get out. And and then, like the... uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder did the other night. You know, they'll, they'll slash another guy in. This time it was Jamal Murray just slashing into the middle. That is very, a, a really nice creative way of attacking a 1-3-1-2 a, a zone. Here comes Jokic through the middle lane on that same attack. He came from the top this time. Basically rolled on a pick and roll that was never set. Got it in the middle of the lane and floated up and in. Jazz lead it by four. Jazz led by 13 at the end of one. The lead went down to three by the half. They lost the lead here in the quarter. And have fought back to take it. Abaji, left corner three. No good. Flying in, Sabinets can't control it. Here comes Jokic. Push ahead, Gordon. Through the leg, behind the back pass to Porter for three. No good. Would have been a great highlight. Rebound to Dunn. Left side to Scott Anderson. Working Jokic. Not really one who's liable to shoot that. Flips it up to Sabinets. His three is good. Well, I don't think what he was trying to do was get to a certain point. Keep Jokic on him so he can kick. Kind of a smart way of, of a drawing kick. Wad's a super smart player. You can see it in team huddles and 
conversations. He's always kind of coaching a little bit. Murray, three over Abaji is good off a nice give from, I think, Contavious Caldwell Pope. It was. The bottom line here from this point on, can the Jazz continue to score with the Denver Nuggets? Denver, the number one shooting team in all the NBA, was off early. They'll get it back. Dunn driving foul, finishes. He'll buy one. He'll get one free. Don't need to explain or tell the, our listeners where that shot came from. Chris Dunn came back in the league, and it would be interesting to go back and, you know, I got to be honest, I didn't watch enough of him every night to know. It would be really interesting to know how much he lived by that shot beforehand because it certainly is how he's figured out how to be successful now. Exactly, and, and that is not a layup. I mean, that is like a five-foot goal push shot in the lane. It's usually going over his left shoulder. Well, there's a wonderful site called Basketball Reference that actually can give us that answer, and I will look it up here in a second. I knew you could, baby. 79-72, Jokic through the lane again, tries to pass in traffic, knocked away by Fontecchio, picked up by Samanich. Jazz by seven. Toscan Anderson resets Samanich on the wing. Top to Fontecchio. Dunn comes to get it. Slicing the lane is Samanich. He catches him, lays it up and in. Beautiful dive from Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn's story is becoming a really feel-good story. Jokic, three, no good. Jazz by nine against Denver here. Top, Samanich. Dunn tries to poke, get free, can't. Toscan Anderson has it. Working one-on-one on Jokic, powers into him. Tries a wild underhand scoop that's an air ball. Fontecchio clears it. Shot clock's at five. He walks out to the left corner, fires the three, misses. Gordon rebounds. For the, war, for the Nuggets, long outlet to Jokic, catches, no look to Porter, who dunked it, oh my gosh, how did he do that? Jokic caught the pass going out of bounds and without looking and in one motion bounced a perfect bounce pass behind a Porter. The internet's about to blow up on another Jokic pass. Just wonder though, David, did he know he was back there? Was he just trying to keep from falling out of bounds? It was a perfect pass. Chris Dunn short, Jokic pushes out, let the Porter Jr. to the rack, leaves it off for Caldwell Pope, fading from five, scores it. Timeout, Will Hardy. I am, love this league, because you don't know how it's gonna happen, but when you have the greatest in the world on the floor every night, they will do something that absolutely Leaves you flabbergasted, and Jokic just did. Jazz still lead at 81-76, left in the third. The NBA is nonstop. Now, now, right now. now, what's trending in the NBA? The Dallas Mavericks will not be playing postseason basketball. Dallas has been officially eliminated from playoff contention after losing to the Bulls 115-112 on Friday night. Kyrie Irving did not play because of a foot injury. Luka Doncic was removed from the game early in the second quarter. In 16 games, when Kyrie and Luka both did play, Dallas went 5-11. The Mavs were in sixth place in the West when they acquired Kyrie in early February. Really one of the more incredible stories. And now the NBA is investigating the way they used their roster last night. Utah leads here by seven, despite a limited... Through Denver's playing their full guys. Contavious Caldwell Pope, three left side, cuts it to four. He's starting to heat up. That's he might be the three. key to their whole thing. Fourthly. 
Their starting five is really good. Reggie Jackson in the game, Chris Brown in the game, and now for the first time, Peyton Watson. Lob by Abaji to Damian Jones. He does a little damage on the rim. Turned the left shoulder, brought it over the top of his head with a right-hander. 85-79 Utah. Jazz led this game by 19 at one point. They lost the lead, and you assumed that was it. But then the Jazz, as they have all season long, surprised us and take it the other way. Fifth three of the night, or sixth three of the night for Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Abaji tries to answer short. Rebound ricochets out to Jones. Right side to Scott Anderson. Chests it across to Fontecchio. Travels. Simone shuffles his feet to start his move every time. It's really, honestly, just a question of whether or not the officials are going to call it or not. But that one, he didn't have a defender near him, and there was about four feet of space, and everyone could see it. Well, he shuffles his feet when he gets ready to shoot a jumper there for sure. I mean, I honestly am not, I really think they can call travel on him every time. 85-82. Right side Jackson, top Jokic, dives into Potter. Finds a cutting ground, hands it off at the rim. It's Watson. This is a really interesting story. If you're not an NBA, like, okay, let me rephrase it. Let me back up for a second. There's no reason for you to know the story at all. Anyone is listening. Because you know why? I'm an NBA play-by-play announcer, and you know when I learned it? Last night. <laughs> Peyton Watson is the 30th pick of the first round of this year's draft. He is why the Jazz 27th pick of the Philadelphia 76ers matter. And I'll explain this in a second. We're tied at 85 with 328 left here in the third. 13 to 4 run by the Nuggets. Abaji off the dribble to his left, fires the three, misses. Jones gets the rebound. Abaji slices in, goes to dunk, gets snuffed at the top by Watson. Loose ball, Jones. Back up, reverse side, missed it. Rebound, Jokic. What a block by Watson. He might have hurt himself. Here's Brown the other way, layup good. Denver leads 87-85. Well, remember that block on Watson. We'll get this story out here at some point. It's why that 27th pick by the Jazz matters. Abaji, left side choosing, pump fakes, but works into traffic. Terminates the dribble, nowhere to go. Back to Fontecchio, seven on the clock, deep three swirls out. Jones gets another offensive rebound. Fontecchio slices the lane, rises up and dunked it. Simone with a little linguini on top. Woo! Better athlete than you think. Watson, nice bounce pass down low to Christian Brown, lays it up and in. So Peyton Watson is 6'7", 200, and long as a summer day. He was the last pick of the first round. He played at UCLA last year. You know what he averaged run? No. Three points and three rebounds. He went to UCLA. He was a McDonald's All-American. He was a Nike Hoop Summit kid. He was as big a recruit as anyone in the country. He came out of COVID out of shape. He busted his his freshman year. And he's like, I'm still going pro. And that's why with the the end of a first round, you have draft picks that matter. And timeout on the floor. We're keeping it here because it's only a minute timeout. Uh, this is where the Jazz have that 27th pick for the Royce O'Neal tra- trade that's Philadelphia's. Like, this is the kind of pick you make. This kid is, like, actually the track record, by the way, if you want, like, statistical track. Nike Hoop Summit. Anybody who played the Nike Hoop Summit 
is like the number one success rate of a pro player. If you've played in the Nike Hoop Summit. The next one is if you play McDonald's All-American, regardless of what you do in college. So here's a guy, three points, three rebounds, total bust at UCLA. Played with Johnny Juzang, by the way. Mm -hmm. Drafted 30th and had a, has had a really good week. Like, he's has played the G League. Last four games, he's been over 20 points in every, 20 minutes every game. He's averaging about 10 points, five rebounds in the last week. Like, we'll see. That's what you do at the end of drafts, is you find that guy. And how important is that when you can find guys like that? And, and you know, he's probably not getting a lot of minutes right now. We started the last basketball game for, you know, for this Denver Nuggets team. And, and I totally agree with what you're saying about guys like that, that that you can develop, but still make an impact. Another good example of this is Minnesota Timberwolves' Jaden McDaniels. He was terrible at Washington. Nike Hoop Summit, McDonald's All-American. And he's been fabulous for Minnesota's starting defensive league. 89-87, Denver. Jazz with it. Fontecchio loses it on the drive out of bounds off Denver. Denver has their starting crew on the floor, kind of. Perry Watts, or Peyton Watson is in for Michael Porter Jr. and Reggie Jackson's in the game. So Aaron Gordon has slid to center. But this is a good, you never know. Denver, you know, Mike Malone made the point today. We got to play four playoff series. We're going to win this. You never know who we might need. Juzang, beautiful move on the right baseline. Pulls for the jumper and misses. Juzang picks up Watson in transition. Former teammates. Right side, Pope. Gordon's left wide open for a corner three, and he hits. And Denver suddenly up by five, 92-87. That's their largest lead. Get extended with that zone, and, and that's what you're in Abaji bounces himself into a three from the top, misses. Ochai's taken 19 shots tonight. He's 3 of 10 from 3. Jamal Murray transition 3 to answer, and Denver's up by 8. Jamal Murray's got 20. 8-0 run. All of a sudden, they are 16. Well, they're the number one shooting team in the history of the NBA, I think, as driving to the basket offensive foul in Abaji. Denver's effective field goal percentage run is 58%. So effective field goal percentage, I like to actually call it equivalent field goal percentage. It's a better way to understand the stat. What it means is if you take your threes and your twos and made them all twos, they would shoot 58%. It's a crazy high number. Timeout on the floor. The Jazz must be challenging. I have not seen the green light go on, but here comes Pat Frayer. Really on the floor is an offensive foul. Utah's called timeout to challenge the play. We'll keep it here. Ninety-five, eighty-seven. Jazz down by eight. Here's what Will Hardy said before the game. He's got to be pleased with what he's seeing that he was hoping to accomplish tonight. I think the guys that are playing, there's things to obviously keep working on with them. Ochai has been a huge focal point the last couple of games in terms of trying to up his aggressiveness and try and find a variety of opportunities on the offensive end. You know, Chris is obviously somebody that's relatively new to our group, and he needs to continue to expand his point guard playmaking. And then we have guys that aren't known very well. Luka Simonich, we just signed for the left remainder of the year. And he has a lot to prove. So it's really about trying to keep these guys understanding that every minute in the NBA is, is valuable. And, you know, they all have things that they can not only improve, but they can play in a way that helps establish their own reputation. Interesting comments. 
By the way, just a life and a look at the officials. Pat Freyer tonight, who's the lead official, is calling his 62nd game of the season. If you take a minute and assume that he did not call a single overtime game all year, Ron, you think that's likely? Probably not, but let's go with it. Then Pat Freyer has officiated 2,976 minutes, which would be the most by any NBA, more minutes played than any NBA player all season. And, wow. And every game was a road game. So last year... Tyler Ford Tyler led the Ford NBA. Had that, that he, title. This year it's crazy. There are 13 officials between 63 and 64 games. So I don't know who's going to win the title, but right now Mitchell Irvin is called 64. Ben Taylor's called 64. Josh Cheevan has scored six, called 64. Acosta Blair, Brothers DeRosa, Ford, Forte, Lane, Pietras, and Zarba have all scored, called 63. A lot so of when games. you say a full schedule, that's a full schedule. Yeah, when every game's a road game, all right, here comes Pat Freyer to tell us what the and they can't call timeouts with themselves. No, right. Well, they're still discussing this. Here we go. My review: the challenge is successful. The call's been overturned to a blocking foul. Play will resume with two free throws. So two free throws for Ochai Abaji. Will Hardy thinks the basket should count. Will Hardy challenged because the basket counts. Will Hardy's very big on this in our conversations with him this year. How his challenge is often based on where the play is going to end. The ball went into the basket. That should be a basket. Will Hardy challenges because he believes the basket should count and they get a free throw. Yeah, because it was a goaltending call there. So whatever explanation Will is getting. He was surprised by it. The blocking foul should not take away the goaltend, should it? If you get Absolutely a block, if there's a blocking foul and then someone goaltends the shot, it's still goaltending, isn't it? It should still be goaltending. Will is... There's a wonderful level to Will where... I hope he doesn't mind this comment. He humors fools very little. And at times I think he feels like some of the rules in the NBA, you're being asked to humor fools, and it drives him bananas. It's that liberal arts education that makes kids like that. I have one. Free throw by Abaji's good. About the playground education. Well, it's, that, that makes you do different things to fools. It's <laughs> 95-89. It's a great, what's the movie? We're in a battle of wits and you didn't bring any? It's a great line. It might have been Goodwill Hunting. Here's Latavius Caldwell Pope fading back, missing rebound. Tapped away by Jones, controlled by Potter. Jazz have it. 34 seconds left in the quarter, trailing by six. Abaji with 20 points to the front court. Driving on Murray again. Flares to the corner to Fontecchio. Swings through hard left-hand drive. Ripped away by Caldwell Pope and stolen. Push ahead to Jackson. Murray at the rim. Tries to leave it behind, but nobody's there. Turns it over. 17 seconds left. Shot clock off. Fontecchio's going to fire nonetheless and miss. Rebound, Jackson. You're going to take that. You have to make it because you just gave up a possession. Here's Murray. 
On the Nuggets, extra possession. Pulls for three, short, rebound Jones, who's been good on the glass. 95-89. The Jazz trail by six as we head to the fourth in Salt Lake. Three, two, one. Right corner three. Wow! 36 minutes are in the books. The crowd is getting at, and the fourth quarter is here. 12 minutes to go. Here's David Locke and the legend Ron Boone. Fourth quarter underway, 95-89. Denver leads it by six. Chris Dunn along with Johnny Juzang, Michael Potter, Lucas Samanich, and Damian Jones on the floor. Potter puts it on the deck, drives hard. Right-hand runner off the glass and in. My goodness. Ooh, about the little hook shot. Who there. knew Micah Potter? Anybody watch the Salt Lake Stars did this year. He had a fabulous year for them. Nuggets closed on a 23-6 run to take control of this game. But the Jazz are still fighting tough. Playing without their primary six guys. Christian Braun spins in the lane. Kicks to the right corner for a three and missed it. Wow, they brought Zeke off the... <laughs> Off the cobwebs, he hasn't played in a while. 95-91. Done. Gives over to Juzang. Juzang driving on Braun. He puts up a right-hand runner. It hits the rim no good, and Braun rebounds. Brown, whose mom played at Missouri. She had to love it when her kid decided to go to Kansas. Down low. Blocked from behind. Chris Dunn with the block. Footwork, everything was in place. Just didn't know that Dunn was behind him to block the shot. Or a bit methodical. Here's Dunn driving in the lane. Gets his shot blocked. Return crime right there. And Brown going the other way over the top of Potter. That's a charging foul. Charging foul. Zeke Naji, who got the block there. They're going to challenge it. And now Mike Malone's going to challenge He's just challenging on a spike, honestly. Yep, that's exactly right, David. He literally pointed about the Jamal Murray play a moment ago. Zeke Enjai, who got the block on that last play and got his shot blocked the other way. I made kind of an offhand comment. They brought him out of the Cowboys. He did play the last game against Phoenix, but he had been out of the rotation. He's out of Arizona. Drafted with the 22nd pick of the draft in 2020. He just has not gotten much of a chance. We'll take the time out they're taking for the replay as well. Jazz, trail it by four, 95-91 on Jazz. Three, three, two, one. Oh. Your Utah Jazz game summary. Dunn touches back to Toscani. Anderson, he taps to Samanich and lays it up and in. Potter, feet set, launches the three straight away, and Micah Potter hits. Toscani working the right side. Drives the baseline. Comes back the other way on a nifty move and lays it up and in. You're perfect, Ron. Yeah. That's your America First game summary brought to you by America First. America First, Proud Credit Union, Utah Jazz, Utah's number one credit union. If you're ready to elevate your financial game with the all-star roster, products, tools, and services, join the home game today at your neighborhood branch, AmericaFirst.com. Jazz, get called for the foul on that by Potter, and Braun, Brown's shot counts, and he got the free throw, and Will Hardy will now forever wonder why that shot counted and Abbasis didn't. Nuggets by seven. Juzang fires the three under the contest, barely nicks iron. Brown jets up to the front court. Rookie out of Kansas attacking, spinning, stops in the lane, flares it back out. Concar in the game for the first time. Right side, 
Watson, they've gone deep into their bench. Here's Watson, 30th pick of the first round, left side Jackson with two different shoes. Left side, three, no good. Rebound, Juzang. Rod, I need your opinion. Okay. Somebody before the game, I, want, I don't want to say who, said, I just can't handle Reggie Jackson always wearing two different shoes. It bothers me. Does it bother you? No, it doesn't. Okay. This is perfect. Evidently. I'm watching his feet. Unless he travels. Sominich driving, spinning with gorgeous feet, but gets his shot blocked. It's loose in the air. Picked up by Denver. Here comes Brown. Brown driving on Jones. Stymied. Tries again. Stymied again. Flares it back up top. Concar pump fakes Potter. Cut off by Jones, but nobody there now on Brown. He lays it up in there. So your source. My source. Why does he have a problem? With I don't know, but I happened to get in a conversation. We walked by today. It was before the game. We were chatting. He's like, I can't handle this. Clearly was a bug uh, burr in his saddle. Bounce pass. Sominich to the rim. Ducks away from the defender. Turns his back to the rim. Floats it over the top. And then it's 193 Denver. Sominich gets his a new season high for Sominich. Having a good one tonight. Got the start. Started six times in San Antonio's brief career there. Here's Watson. Watson spinning on Sominich, hangs in the air, and draws contact. And I mentioned it earlier, but I don't expect you to have listened to every minute of the broadcast as much as I might have liked you to. The guy at the free throw line is named Peyton Watson. He was the 30th pick in the first round. He's 6'7, 200 pounds. His arms are as long as a long summer day. He's a beautiful NBA body. He was a Nike Hoop Summit, McDonald's All-American, vigorous recruit as you can. He goes to UCLA and busted. Three points, three rebounds was his average. Didn't play, out of shape, all the disasters. Went pro anyway. And Denver used the 30th pick of the draft they got through Oklahoma City on the Jermichael Green deal to take him. It's why the Jazz 27th or 28th pick of the draft this year that they'll get from Philadelphia is so important. It allows you to take a flyer, particularly if you already have a built roster the way Denver does, or if you're the Jazz, you're already going to have two first-round picks. Fontecchio, right side, catch it, two, three, doesn't go. Potter tips it back up and in, four out. Micah Potter is having a really nice game today for the Jazz. One of his better ball games. Got double-digit rebounds now, and he's right toward having a double. He does have a double-double for the game, 10 points, 10 rebounds. Well, he doesn't have much of an opportunity, but... Played for the Stars all year. It's why that developmental program is so important. Concar's drive knocked out of bounds. So, David, this Denver organization has turned out some very good players over the years. Yes. Alex English. Remember David Thompson? I do. Great player. He was probably my favorite player when I was a kid, actually. Right side, Reggie Jackson for three, no good. The Skywalker, David Thompson at NC State. What else am I supposed to remember, Ron Boone? Yep. Exactly that. Second all-time, <laughs> second in the scoring challenge to George Gervin. Chris Dunn driving, big steps in the lane, fades back, gets it blocked out of bounds. How about Dan Issel? Another great one. These little ABA, little ABA love I'm, I'm hearing here. And, and Hall of Famer, that's for sure. But and I was thinking that he would be the player that his game could translate into the, today's game very easily. Well, you got all Stretch those. five. Shot the three very well. Long-range jump shot. University of Kentucky brought up. Did not protect the rim. No, at 6'9", he did not. Fontecchio, beautiful dribble. Step back three. High archer. Nothing but nylon. And the Jazz are just hanging out right close to the Nuggets again. 102-98. 7.42 to play. Brown in the lane. Stops. Flares it out to Jackson. 
Top to Conkar. Conkar fakes the handoff, turns the corner, goes to the rack, and goaltending. Well, Ron, here's what's crazy about the Nuggets. They're gonna win, they've won 52 games this year. They'll win 52, 53, or 54. It's not gonna be anywhere near one of their franchise best, and it's the first time ever they've had the number one seed. They had 57 wins just a few years ago. They've had multiple 54s and 52s. Done. Flares it out to Potter. Ball fakes, drives, steps through, no look pass to Jones. He rises up, peers down the cylinder, and thrusts it through. 104, 107 minutes left. But it's been a solid franchise. And so thinking about you know, that year that they won 57 games. Where, That's what their they, most ever. And what happened to them? What happened? They lost in the first round under George Carl, and it was the end of George Carl's run as a head coach for the Denver Nuggets. Mm -hmm. 104, 100. Here's Dunn. In and out dribble. Flares out to the corner. Potter rotates Fontecchio. Drives hard to the rack. Underhand scoop high. Slides off the far side. Fontecchio comes back from out of bounds to knock it away, and the Jazz have it. Lob inside. Samanich layup. Good. Timeout, Mike Malone. What do you know? Crowd loves it. Nothing's changed with this. Nothing's changed all season long. 41 nights of entertainment in this building at the highest level. And they're going to take us all the way to the wire on the final one. 104-102, Denver, 632 left in the fourth. That kid is on fire on catch and shoot threes right now. The upcoming schedule is brought to you by the University of Utah Health. The Utah Jazz next opponent. The Los Angeles Lakers. Schroeder dribbling right past everybody. Got to the rim and in. Reeves into the paint. Puts it up and in. for a spectacular dunk. Hands it to LeBron. Three-pointer from the right wing. Good again. Boy, LeBron's hot. Great John Ireland on the call. Our next opponent's the LA Lakers. Tomorrow it's another 1.30 start. Please join us on your Easter Sunday. Ron and I will be there. We'll have fun. We promise. Denver 104, Utah 102, 625 left here in the fourth. Ish Smith in the game for the first time, and he never bashful, pulls up for the jumper on the right side and misses. Denver doesn't need to win in the sense of the number one seed in the, in the Western Conference. That's already set. The one thing that would be valuable to them to win their next two games is that Philadelphia and that has the same record right now. And there's a chance the NBA Finals is Denver versus Philadelphia. Fontecchio drives, misses. Toscan Anderson tips it to himself. Flares back to Abaji. Rotates the done. Finds Fontecchio. Ball faking. Left hand drive and a scoop down low to Azabuke. He hesitates. Five on the clock. Flares it out to Dunn. Dunn bullets it down low to Abaji. Fading at the horny air balls. Beautiful ball movement. No dividends. Here's Watson. Off balance. Curls it back out. Dribble got going too fast for him. Chest at top to Brown. Check it. That's Concar. Concar finds Smith. Right corner, Watson. The rookie spinning on the fellow rookie, Fontecchio. Up top to the veteran, Smith, who's played for 32 teams in the NBA. His pull-up jumper is true. Okay, that's not possible. That's not true. That was an exaggeration. There's only 30 teams in the NBA. But he is a record setter of the amount of teams he's played for. 13th year in the league. I think Incredible, so. isn't it? Driving. In the lane, Fontecchio trying to force it up. Gets it blocked by Brown, and then out of maybe frustration, gives him a little shove in the chest. And so Christian Brown with a defensive stop. Ish Smith's career started in 2010. And he probably should have known that when on the first year of his career, he played both for Houston and Memphis of what things were to come. 
because in his next year he played for Golden State and Orlando, and then the next year he played for Orlando, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia, and the next year he played for Oklahoma City and Philadelphia. Here's Smith left side. We're not done yet. Sure. Smith veers his way in the lane off and moving back. So by the time he had been in the league for four years, he played for eight franchises. The next year he actually got to play for just two teams, New Orleans. New Orleans and Philly, and then finally, for after his seventh year in the league, he played 81 games for the Detroit Pistons and the Detroit Pistons only. Well, heck with all of that. So you said, did you play in the NBA? Yeah, I played 13 years. <laughs> That's right. Fontecchio, catch and shoot, angle left, perfect. Jazz are back within one, 106-105, clutch time. Jazz have won the most one-point games in the NBA. They've played the most one-point games in the NBA. Most ever in franchise history. Sums up the year. Here's Smith. Veering left, pulls again on a jump shot and hits. 108-105, Denver by three. Abaji with his pink shoes to become a bit of a signature and his black socks with black leggings. Gives the top to Dunn, who's in and out dribble, crossover, falls to the ground, he's fouled. Dunn's played 33 minutes tonight. He has 18.6 rebounds and 12 assists. Looks like Watson has hurt his knee. Watson hurt himself on the block of Abaji. Leave Tulin, who's on our stats tonight, also is a college basketball NBA draft expert. Did you like Watts? You're not, don't have a mic on. You are not a fan, or are you worth the risk at 30? Had him at 45, so worth the risk at 30. Like, in other words, and here's why I say that. Dunn's free throw is good. If you like a player in the 40s and you have the 30th pick, you have him guaranteed for four or five years because of the draft rules. And so you take him at 30, even if you think he's 45. Why, again, the Jazz 27th pick is really a valuable pick. 108-106, Denver by two. Four minutes left here. Denver's the number one seed in the West. They've got their bench unit on the floor. Jazz battling him every step. Here's Smith at the top. Comes off the pick. Finds a rolling. And guy who misses. And a foul on the Jazz. Najee was fouled. It's going to be on Toscana Anderson, it looks like. Well, a lot of fingers flash, and he's 95, so I'm going it was Toscan Anderson. Yeah. The officials flash the fingers to the scorer's table, and when you have to flash 95, you're throwing almost the maximum amount of fingers you could possibly throw to the scorer's table. Free throw from the University of Arizona product. Rims off the left side. Now we're talking chicken. I mean, we are talking the last... And final chance, maybe, to get free chicken this season. 18,206 on their feet for free chicken. And he makes it. And we are utterly convinced that the shooting percentage of the second free throw after a first free throw of chicken on the line is really high. David, he's a 43% free throw shooter. And he just made the second one. And Chris Dunn drives... Falls to the ground. Watson goes down, and now Watson's hurt again. Grabbing his hip. He's kind of been bothered by that the whole time. 6'8", 200 pounds. Both legs wrapped. Gives him a nice little round of applause. Here we are, 3.43 left in the fourth quarter. It's Denver 109, Utah 106. Ochai Abaji inbounding on the far side. Top to a Kansas made Azabuke. 
Back to Fontecchio. Here comes Baji to the ball. Catch and shoot straight down the barrel. Rims out. Rebound comes off to Najee. Smith on the push. He's always been a lightning fast small point guard. At six feet tall, he bullets it to a cutting Watson and a foul on the Jazz before he can get the shot off. If you're just tuning in, Jazz jumped out to a 13-point first quarter lead against Dallas's, excuse me, Denver's regular starters. Murray, Pope, Caldwell Pope, Porter, Gordon, and Jokic. Then Denver worked their way back to within three by the half. They took the lead early in the third. You kind of just, if you followed the flow of NBA games, assumed we were done. But not with this Utah Jazz team. As Watson misses the first free throw, and I must stop the game summary because... Now, chicken's really on the line. That short, that shot was short. This one will probably be long. And we're gonna get chicken. And we're gonna get chicken. Get that Chick Fil A app out, ready. Turn on your location, cause you've got chicken. Says Ron Boone. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You're the best, Ron. Fifty years plus, you haven't lost it. Abaji, hard drive to the rack, off the window and in. Jazz within one. 3.16 to play. Denver really doesn't have a scorer on the floor. Smith is their closest to it. High pick and roll. Smith, free throw line jumper, swirls out. Watson flies in, taps the rebound twice, second time out of bounds. This is really interesting. Denver doesn't have a system to play here, Ron, because they're so used to playing with Jokic, whereas the Jazz have their regular system to play. Great point. 109-108, Denver by one. Dunn drives in the lane, big steps, flares to the corner to Scott Anderson, catches with the right hand, immediately puts on the deck, veers into the black of the paint, out to Fontecchio, fadeaway three rims. To Scott Anderson, rebound, foul, they'll go back up for free throws. Taylor Horton Tucker with his cool hoodie, has his arm around Colin Sexton on the sideline. Kelly Olenek wondering why he can't wear a backward hat on the bench because the league rules. He's frustrated by it. But with his regular ponytail, Jordan Clarkson clad out in some outfit that looked awesomely cool as he walked through the arena tonight because he just looks awesomely cool all the time. And Tuscan Anderson makes the first free throw to tie us at 109. 2.42 to play. Mike Malone talking to Ish Smith about what he wants run. Jazz have done Toscana Anderson, Fontecchio, Abaji, and Azabuke on the floor. Four of the five started for the Jazz tonight. Toscana Anderson has seven. Your Zions Bank starters tonight. 23 for Samanich, 22 for Abaji, 19 for Dunn, six for Azabuke, and seven for Toscana Anderson. The official is pointing at something down in the corner. The Jazz has got a bench warning for standing up too much. Probably so. Or Abaji's cut. What do we got? We have a timeout for 30 seconds, they just said, and someone's cut, but I don't see anybody being administered to. Well, you knew tonight was going to be funky. You know why? We got a foul on the jump ball, and then we got a second foul before they inbounded the ball. It's so hard to get away from night game, huh? Oh, did I call it tonight? Hey, you know what? We're in Vegas now. We're inside. <laughs> the lights are on. 
It might be 3 a.m. for all I know. <laughs> the crowd seems to be just as into it at 3.45. By the way, our 5 o'clock flight we got tonight is going to be tough for us to make. Well, this game's taking a long time is what I'm saying. I think the other guys on the flight are more important than we are, though, so they, they might have a hard time making 5 o'clock tonight also. Kind of knew that. Well, particularly since we're supposed to be there at like 4.30. <laughs> Here we go, 2.37, left jazz by one. Ish Smith, hard drive, lobs it inside to Najee. Out to Brown for three, no good, rebound. Comes down to the Jazz. It's Concar who missed the three, not Brown. 1 to 10, 109. Chris Dunn at the top. Here comes Abaji. Catches at the elbow. Holds the right pivot foot on his college teammate. Powers into a right hand floater and got it. Jayhawk on Jayhawk Prime right there. 112, 109. Najee takes the three, rims it. Rebound Dunn. 112-109, Utah by three, 153 to play. Abaji turns the corner on Brown again, high off the glass and in! Ochai Abaji, how do you do? 8-0 run, Ochai's got 26. Concar, three, Brick, done rebounds, his eighth of the night to go with 13 assists. What a ball game he's had. Very much under control. Abaji in the elbow, same play, this time on the right side. One dribble to his left, wiggles free, pulls in short. Rebound comes down to Denver, 114-109, 1.27 to play. And Concar turns it over, Abaji with a steal. Now you milk the clock. Denver only has two field goals since the 6.32 mark, both by Ish Smith. They just really don't have anybody on the floor to score. Abaji taking Brown again, one-on-one, left hand. Wiggles off to the wing, flares it back up top to Dunn. Crossover, high steps, blocked by Watson. Watson puts it on the deck with his red headband going coast to coast, shoulder down. He gets absolutely crushed by Simone Pontecchio. Chest to chest, Watson goes down. Simone lands on top of him. And the foul is on Simone. Dunn had fouled him first, they didn't call it. And then Simone took him down. You remember those old things you used to punch and they come back at you? Those like little, like... Yeah, the, um, uh, Pogo... Yeah, 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 yeah. It looked like Simone had a dome on top of one of those. Yeah. 114-109, 56 seconds left. Free throw by Watson is good. He's already given the house chicken tonight. 114-110. Jazz bench standing. Rudy Gay, Kelly Olenek, Kalen Horton-Tucker. All in street clothes. Johnny Juzang, Micah Potter, Lucas Samanich, Colin Sexton, the only one sitting right now. The irony of that is incredible. Colin can't sit still if you ask him to. And he's the one guy not standing right now. 114, 110, second free throw, no good. Done into the lane. Lobs it up high. A dunk, a dunk! And the fans are up one more time in Vivian Arena. 116, 110, Watson attacking, hangs in the air, gives the Brown dunk. 34 seconds left, Jazz by four. Chris Dunn, 19 points, eight rebounds, 14 assists in 36 minutes. They bring two to him, he calmly retreats, 
passes in the middle of the lane to Potecchia, rotates to Toscan Anderson, 10 on the clock, doesn't need to shoot, it gets fouled instead. Chris Dunn is exhausted. Chris Dunn's hands immediately go to his shorts. Head down. 37 minutes, yes. 37 minutes, 19 points, 8 rebounds, 14 assists. What a night for Chris. Hopefully he'll be our Larry H. Miller post-game interview. It's such a pleasure to talk to him. He got 14 seconds. And Brown steals Abaji's inbound. Jazz lead by four with 17 seconds left. And Dunn astutely comes up and fouls Brown, which will put him at the line for two. That was a big turnover. Jazz had an excellent chance of milking 14 more seconds off the clock. So now Brown goes to the line. If he makes them both, the Jazz, they'll foul the Jazz. Timeouts left, one for Denver. And two for Will Hardy. She makes them both well, regardless, it's gonna turn into a free throw game here. Yep. Free throw's good. Is Smith, the veteran. Conducts him. Hey, we got a foul right away. Brown, second free throw. Good. Timeout, Will Hardy. 15.8 seconds left. I mean, really, why would tonight be any different than any of the other 41 home, 40 home games of the season? This is right wildly down. entertaining from moment one to moment 48. The margin of victory and defeat, about eight-tenths of a point. Jazz were positive plus minus for most of the year. The Jazz have played one-point games at a rate that the franchise has never seen before. And if we're honest, I doubt we'll ever see again. Like, it's just been kind of unusual. It's the most one-point games we've ever had in franchise history. Fifteen point eight seconds left, 116-114. That does mean tonight is just, I mean, we are just filling your bellies all night tonight. Not only did you already get your chicken, whenever the Jazz score 111 more points in the game, Jazz app users score a free Arby's Classic Roast Beef Sandwich the next day. Download the Utah Jazz app. Turn on notifications. Visit utahjazz.com slash score big to learn more. And the biggest guy on the floor for the Jazz is going to be Potter. And Potter. Well, Azubuke came off the floor. That's what that timeout was for. Right. He did make two free most, throws earlier tonight. For the most part, I don't know what his field goal free throw percentage was in the G League. He's only attempted three free throws at this level. Toscan Anderson will inbound. So they're going to foul right away. So whose hands do you want the ball in? 15.8 seconds left. Dunn flashes to the ball. He's right at the midcourt. They trap him. He gets caught in the air. He flashes it over to Abaji, and Abaji's fouled. Dunn jumped in the air, which is nerve-wracking. He got rid of the pass, but for a brief moment there, that looked daunting. So Abaji goes to the line. Another learning moment for Ocha. 26. Leave Tulin on our stats tonight. This will be the his last stat appearance for us. Second year as a broadcast assistant. He's done a fabulous job. Really appreciate his work. Great pregame notes. Yeah, our always. crew this year has just been amazing. We tipped the hat the other night to Tyler Gibb and his great work. Will Trubshaw worked with us the other night. 
Dominic Archer is in the studio tonight. He's been terrific. Both Dominic and Will moved here from out of state. Midwestern kids came just having finished college to be a part of our broadcast assistant program. And we appreciate both their faith in us that we'd make it a worthwhile winter for them as well as their work for us. They've been great. So now the clock is at 14 seconds. They handed it 15.8. I was wondering why... 11.4. It's like the clock never started at some point. So Ochai goes to the line. Ochai at 79.7% on the season. Perfect. Remember, he won the final four for Kansas last year and was the most outstanding player. He's had big moments. This probably has elevated his heart rate, but nothing extreme. The kid from Kansas City. Second free throw, perfect. And he backpedals calmly. What a week it's been for him to be the number one option for the Jazz. And tonight he has 28 points, three rebounds, and three assists, five of five from the line. New season high of 28. Old season high was 27. Reminds me a little bit of Gordon Hayward at the end of his rookie year having that monster game. I think it was about 28. Leave to lean. As I mentioned, he's done a great job for us and drops that in the last 10 games, Ochai Abaji has been 89% from the free throw line. Pretty darn good note, kid. Nice work. Really, we're really special timeout by Mike Malone. Jazz now lead it by four. It's been a, our group has been great. I did not mention Kristen Spear, who's in our second season with us. She'll actually be working with us in LA. She's going to fly home and work the Laker game on our behalf. See your family and and the, who's got studio tomorrow night? I don't know. Who does? Will Trubshaw will finish up the Sunday afternoon Easter with us. So the Jazz suddenly looking for their 37th win of the season. And they lead it by four, 118-114 with 11.4 seconds left. Denver will not know their... Denver will play their first playoff game next Sunday, a week from tomorrow. They will not know their opponent until Friday night. It's really one of the tougher turns in this league. But it's tougher for the team that has to play them. Here's Smith. Hard drive. They need a three. They throw to the corner. Concar pump fakes. Fires. Misses. Jazz are going to win this one. And Ish Smith went up. Ball got knocked away. JT Orr Blew his whistle because Smith got fouled. Then JT Orr realized that the guy who fouled Smith was Perry Watson. His own team. On his own team. So it'll be a jump ball for an inadvertent whistle with 1.5 seconds left. There's a bunch of people getting really outraged by it. It's irrelevant. So it's an inadvertent whistle. JT Orr immediately realized what he had done. But it did. It looked like Ish Smith got fouled, but then you looked at the guy who fouled him was his own teammate. So inadvertent whistle, jump ball in the middle, 1.5 seconds left, no impact on the night. Jazz and there's will still no four-point shot. Well, there is. Not four-point shot. Unless we do, if we do something completely idiotic. <laughs> so how about every Jazz player get way away from every other Denver Nugget player and be nowhere near them on this? Well, we win the tip. It doesn't matter. Jazz win it. 118, 114. 
So the Jazz opened the year with a win over the Denver Nuggets. One eighteen, one fourteen, the win. Twenty-nine to nineteen. Twenty-nine to nineteen margin against the in this quarter. Yeah. What That's was I looking for? Yeah. And by the way, on the weird things of the NBA, if you're wondering, the Dallas Mavericks are thinking their shenanigans of last night are now well worth it. One eighteen to one fourteen. Madeline Crandall, our ace offensive lineman who corrals our interview, is waiting down below to grab someone. Jazz players are showing throwing t-shirts out to the crowd. And hopefully we're getting a little Chris Dunn here in a second. And that is what Madeline had in line. Chris Dunn, 19 points, 8 rebounds, 14 assists. Fabulous game for him. He'll be our Larry H. Miller post-game interview brought to you by LHM Auto Sales, Service, and Selection, LHMauto.com. Chris Dunn joins us. Chris, can you hear me all right? Yes, sir. Congratulations. You're fabulous tonight. Thank you. Uh, we, w- we talked in the, in the weight room in Miami about finding the joy of the game again. This had to be the, kind of the night you've been hoping to have and, and on the journey to be able to have. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, my whole time in Utah has been a blast. You know, uh, it's a great group. Uh, the coaching staff is great. Um, the front office and, you know, everybody just come out here, play hard, play the right way. No matter who's on the floor, um, definitely been a blast since I've been here. You, you're playing with guys you've never played with before. How do you, like, work it through a night to kind of understand where everyone's supposed to get it? And, and how do you find 14 assists on a night like tonight yeah you got to credit you know the team you know uh, the guys that was out there um, we were shorthanded but you know everybody went out there played the right way played hard um, when you do those things good things happen um, tonight my teammates made me look good Chris pregame Will Hardy was talking about his concept that fun is underrated in the NBA we got to have fun kids are living their dream he says it's sad when you see a guy live their dream and then they don't like it I thought of you actually as he was saying this in our conversation that you did probably have a moment or two early in your career where everything you'd ever dreamed of was happening and it wasn't fun, it wasn't enjoyable, it wasn't, it wasn't what you hoped it would be. How have you been able to bring the fun back? Um, you know, honestly, you know, just having the right people around me. You know, my family, they did an amazing job, you know, uh, through my journey. You know, I had a lot of downs early in my career and, you know, they stayed humble. Uh, they kept me sane and, you know, we just kept putting the work in. And then, you know, the G League, the G League is a place where, you know, people could go down there and develop their game. If you have a hard time of, you know, finding that joy and that love, you know, the G League allows you to do that. You know, allow you to go out there and get your swagger back. And, you know, uh, I was able to do that. And then, you know, Utah gave me an opportunity. And, you know, I'm never going to let that joy uh, leave me ever again. Well, I loved your comment to me also that you failed and you found out you were okay. I thought that was a really deep, thoughtful thing. It's been a pleasure to watch you play. Yes, sir. Let, let Thank me you. ask you one question, though. Uh, your mid-range game there, your points in the paint. I mean, is that something you've already had? All- always had or is that something you just started to develop here lately? Uh, yeah, you know, when I was in Chicago, uh, you know, I like to do a lot of mid-range, actually shoot the mid-range. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I felt like, you know, I'm a bigger guard. I could keep going to the paint and, you know, I always had a good floater and I tried to do that. This game, I got in the paint. Um, I was able to create for myself and then, you know, towards the end, they started to block my shot. And, you know, that's when I was like, okay, I understand what they're doing. They're all crashing in, be able to kick out, trust my guys and, you know, they were able to knock it down. Brilliant game. Good job, Chris. Thank you. Appreciate it. Chris Dunn. Thank you.
two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.